0: We are back in action, uh, back to our weekly pods. Um, Welcome back to the Town Tailgate Podcast. The uh, season is three weeks away. Julio, you excited? So close. I can taste it. That and the
1: vaccine. (sighs) Right around the corner, baby.
0: That and I can taste this beer because it's St. Patrick's Day and we got our St. Patrick's Day gear on. As I'm drinking Modelo. I I got my A's Clover clover shirt on and we're uh, we're gonna do a quick celebration while we pod and then we're gonna celebrate later tonight st patty's day in the middle of the week it's a little bit weird but you know we're getting used to it so our so
1: for, for the record for us to the listeners we're not gonna get too far into this <clears throat> chris and i both live in la except lives on west side i on east side are, are there like stuff you can actually do Right now? Yeah,
0: so I live in El Segundo, and all of downtown El Segundo is outdoor dining. Um, they've blocked off you know, parking spaces and stuff like that, and they're huge. But on top of that, L.A. Um, – I found this out last night. A friend of, uh, a friend of mine told me um, L.A. is allowing indoor dining now. Um, that happened on Monday. <laughs> that was news to me. Oh, I came back this weekend from hanging out with for my buddy Xavier's birthday, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm driving through downtown El Segundo, and everybody's inside instead of outside. But – you know, teach their own. I, it can make sense. the The rates are plummeting. Um, you know, it, so it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, I'm me and some friends are gonna meet up down there and have some drinks and some Irish car bombs and not get there too crazy because we have to work tomorrow. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, and and you know, I'm I'm a part Irish. Um, I actually recently did twenty three and me. And uh, obviously, half of me is Mexican. My dad is full Mexican. There's no debating that. 23 of me proved that, which we all knew. Um, Just look at my skin. Um, But my mom is like a mutt, and for the longest time, we thought that she was um, half German. Um, It turns out she's only 8% German, and I'm even more Irish than I thought. (laughs) At first, we only thought we were like an eighth Irish, but we're actually like, we're actually like, Forty percent Irish. It's pretty crazy. Um, so this holiday's for me.
1: <laughs> there you go. You got this, and you got uh, Cinco de Mayo. Even though Cinco de so Mayo anyway. is not really an American holiday, but yeah, what do we got? I tonight? mean,
0: yeah, it's kind of an American holiday. All right. So today's episode, uh, we're gonna start with the A's. Obviously, with the big three, we'll talk about rotations killing it in spring training. Hopefully, they can, that can carry over to uh, the regular season with one minor hiccup and injury to one of our guys. Uh, the Mats are back in action. Hopefully. Uh, they are the modern-day uh, Bash Brothers. And then for these next three episodes... So we're there's three weeks up until the regular season, folks. And every single episode, we are going to do some form of a season preview uh, for the entire league. So we've decided to split it up in three regions. We're going to do the East, the Central, and then the West. And that's for both leagues. So on today's episode, and we're going to bring in guests to talk about it. Guests who specialize in those, in those regions because... I mean, to be honest with you, I don't watch that much AL or NL East, so they're gonna probably inform me more. But today we're we got the Schlatter brothers coming on, and they're gonna second half. It's more like seventy five percent of this podcast, actually. Um, they're gonna do some uh, uh, an AL and NL East preview with us, and then next week we'll do the Central with our uh, one of our buddies, and then uh, we'll do the West at the end of that. So let's jump into it. First off. We'll start it off with uh, the fourth outfielder situation. It seems like we, no matter where we go, Julio, we can't get an answer on who the fourth outfielder is going to be. You could tell. They're really, the A's are really keeping this close to the chest. They do not want to reveal it. Um, it seems like it's down to two guys. It was down to three. Um, buddy uh, – I'm blanking on his last name. Help me out. Buddy here. Reed. Buddy Reed. I was going to uh, say Buddy Heald. I'm like, nope. Yes, yeah. Buddy Reed was kind of the front runner going into yesterday. Um, He had a batting practice session, had some sore left – I think it was sore left side of his back or something like that. Uh, Had an MRI today. Sounds like it's not looking good. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But it's basically down to two people now. Kai Tom, the um, Rule 5 pickup, um, and then uh, – Wow. Seth Brown. Brown. Seth Brown, who was, uh, back in 2009, had a two-week, uh, he was one of the classic A's. 2019. 2019, Sorry. One of the A's classic two-week um, phenomenons and then kind of fall off. Um, normally, this, you know, when we asked Alex about this, we didn't really get an answer. Um, I read a very interesting article from um, the love of my life, my future wife, uh, Katie Wu, um, who talked about it a little bit today. I'm just kidding. Um, and, you know, normally this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but Ramon Laureano also got hurt today. It looks like he's going to be out for opening day, which slides Mark Canna over to center. So <laughs> this spot is a lot more important than we originally thought, Julio. Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's a bit of a bummer to hear about Buddy. He was – honestly, we just heard this news about him earlier today about Bommel saying he's going to be extended out for an extended amount of time. And uh, he was – honestly, it's been – the, one of the highlights, if not the highlight of spring training so far. His bat started cooling off, but um, he was really hitting well the first week and a half, two weeks of spring training. He was playing excellent defense out there. He had a couple of, like, highlight throws uh, in the field. Um, but I think another person we should bring up, because we were talking about him for a hot minute, and that was Luis Perea. He was really him the shit out of the ball for a hot minute. You were ki- We were kind of calling him, like, the new... Tommy LaStella, because he was not striking out for a, hot, for a good while. But I think after we said that, you know, the strikeout started going up. What
0: were the numbers that I sent you? I think it was two days ago. It was like he was hitting like like three-something, right? Wasn't it? It was like an insane yeah. amount. And, like, it was going so under the radar. And I was like, why aren't people talking about him? He's dipped
1: back. He's 267 now. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, he was somebody that the, the org was pretty high on him in the farm system, I think the one thing we should probably feel a little bit confident going into the season um, is I think we're in pretty good hands in terms of my, the minors. Uh, yeah. We were pretty pessimistic for a minute because like we were seeing a lot of these like top 100 prospect lists, no ways were showing up on there. Um, but between guys like Berea, seeing, you know, buddy Reed coming out of nowhere um, the A's seem pretty high on Greg Diekman and then Cody Thomas as well. And it started to seem like it's turning around. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about in terms of what the outfield is going to do is, or fourth outfielder position. Um, did, you, what, did you listen? To, yeah. Uh, did you listen to the? You listen to the game? I'm assuming, right? Or try to find if we have time. No, I didn't have time. Yeah. Today. Also, we should probably let, let's quick bitch sesh about this or complain sesh.
0: Hold on. Let's you stay on topic to- and then we'll bitch sesh. Well, then we'll bitch. Okay. Sesh.
1: Cool. Anyways, Jed Lowry hit a home run today. Um, uh, He had a home run yesterday. He had a double today because, you know, like Jessica Kleinschmidt said, death taxes and Jed Lowry doubles. Um, and Korak made a good point. He's like, don't be shocked if, you know, opening day comes around and Jed is your starting second baseman. And if he is your starting second baseman going into the season, you're in fantastic shape in terms of that fourth outfielder spot because then uh, Chad Pender can become your everyday left fielder while... Yeah, Tony Kemp can go play out some there. So, it's weird that, um, you know, I think we we both wanted kind of the more exciting pick. We wanted more of the name. Of course, I was clamoring for my dude, Sesby. right there somewhere. I mean, you um, wanted that. I didn't want that. No, I yeah, no. I said, it. I said it. I was, I was oh, hyping I thought you him said up. We. I, I
0: thought you said we. I'm like, I don't remember saying No,
1: yet. I was saying we more wanted uh, a more well-known name. I don't know. Who was, who was your guy that you were like, oh, we should go after blank person if they're available
0: i t- i told you i didn't want it i wanted i i felt like that that spot like belonged to chad Pinder, um and 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 i know chad Pinder is very valuable as a utility guy but but um i think he's more valuable in the outfield and i think that we have more depth in the infield so i was willing to like you know i would rather him focus more out there but I just felt like we had plenty of, of stuff in-house, which actually brings me to a point I want to touch on that you brought about, up about the farm system. So I think the worries weren't – and honestly, we didn't really have this worry until Jessica brought it on when she was on with us a couple months ago when she said how depleted the farm system was. And then me and you looked at it and we're like, damn, you're right. But the issue with the farm system is – and I kind of said this to her in that episode – It all those guys are Major League ready now. So we shouldn't be surprised that they're producing. It's just about our future. Our future is in de- in jeopardy because all those guys that we, all those trades we made back in 2014, uh, after we blew it in the wild card, to stock up the farm system, all those guys are here and ready. All those guys we made those trades and all the draft picks that we made, they're here and ready to play. So they're they're gonna produce. It's just about three years from now. What's what's life gonna look like? And you know, but that's three years from now problem. Right now, yeah, we're good. I mean. Spring training, spring training, you can say what it is. You can say what you want about it. I remember when Eric Sogard was hitting like 450 in spring training back in like 2013 and everybody was like, oh shit, like he's going to be such a great member. And then, you know, he was what he was. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I, I'm, this isn't, we're starting this off. Cause this is the big story, but I wouldn't say this is a worry of mine. The fourth slash going to be third outfielder. <laughs> no, no, it's it. I
1: think just seeing the play on the field over the last few weeks um, from not just kind of the fourth outfield spot guys who like the Kai Kai Tom just started playing. Um, I think Monday was his first game, but yeah, uh, he's hitting 500. So he's looking pretty solid so far. Uh, Seth Brown, you already talked about him 2019 and that
0: limited time he had out in the team. He He's looked, had a lot of at, at bats this spring though. And it's not looking good. I, I, you know, I don't like, don't see a world where he wins that job based off of that.
1: Now, the other thing too, with, uh, with Kai Tom, is he has to be on the roster or he's going back to cleveland yeah yeah. because that's what happened with danny jimenez the other day um danny jimenez if you guys forgot who he was he was one of the uh real five guys the ace picked up from toronto back like in december uh he is not going to be on the roster and because of that they have to ship him back to
0: toronto and that's something if you're Bob Melvin to be concerned about considering all these injuries that we're getting to our outfielders, do you want to lose another one and have to do next man up?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it's it's interesting because as much as I love Buddy Reed or love seeing out of him, um it sounds like there's the team and I think Cleveland was also pretty high on Kai Tom mm-hmm. and you got to give this guy a shot. So, I think at the end of the day, he'll make the roster.
0: Um
1: and, and look, yeah,
0: it's a two game sample size, but it's still it's not bad. I mean, six at bats, he's doing well. I mean let me see, what we'll kind of He's only scored one run. He's brought in two. Um, okay. one double in all singles. I mean I I just you can't fuck around with this shit right now. With with Buddy and and um and uh, Ramon going down, you just can't fuck around with it, man. You you need him i think i think, but, I, I think yeah. he's the guy i gotta say um
1: they'll kind of if you want to highlight something that's pretty nice too mark canna seven walks seven yes. walks and 17 at bats dude lead off hitter boy. yeah it's i i've, and, I've and, drunk i've drunk the leadoff hitter canna
0: kool-aid by the way if you haven't been able to tell uh, yeah, yeah i mean i i feel like i was in from when i first heard it i was like damn that makes so much sense like the guy walks um I think there is a luxury, though, being where. This sounds terrible, but being where in the outfield we had the injury to the starting outfield because Canna can just plug right into center. If it if Canna was the one who went down, I, I mean, all these guys kind of are left fielders, so we'd be fine. But if we had to, like, if 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 Stephen Piscotty went down too, there's not much like luxury to moving guys around. Where Cannas are really our only. Um, uh, what's utility outfielder where he can yeah, play all three positions everywhere. and play him at a high level, where Ramon can can play a, a right field at a pretty high level, but it just it's a different world for him out there. And Piscotty only plays right, so it's just like there's luxury <laughs> to to still having Canna available and being able to move him around where you can and get guys rest because he can slot in wherever. Um, all right, so let's move on to the rotation. Um rotation domination. Do you have that tweet that um that uh what's his Fa- that what's his face posted today where it showed the numbers?
1: Yes, uh I can pull it up. Go ahead and uh uh just do your the chat now.
0: Everybody's killing it. I mean, there's not really much to say. <laughs> Everybody's just killing it. Um AJ Puck had his first start today or first appearance today. So we don't necessarily know what we completely have out of him. He's been hurt all spring training, but he's healthy now. Um which he will likely take that spot. And if you have not heard, uh, Mike Fires had an injury um, last week. Um, we, you know, It didn't seem like it could be that severe, but then MRI came back. It looks like it is. Um, he will not be ready for opening day. It sounds like he's going to miss a couple weeks into the season. So one guy is going to have to pick up that slack, probably cover, I would say, two to three starts. Um, it's looking like A.J. Puck, um, but uh, I don't know. So Caprillion and... And Jeffrey, they're we still further, on the roster. They didn't. They didn't get moved down.
1: Um, I'd have to double check on that in a second. But okay, yeah, look that up while I have. I read off this. So this is from Ricky Henderson of Blogs' uh, Twitter account. One, if you're not following uh, Ricky Henderson of Blogs, do so. Fantastic information about the team out there. Uh, but he recently tweeted a starter so far. Chris Bassett, 6.2 innings, uh, has given up two earned runs, two runs total, seven strikeouts. Jesus Lazardo, he had six innings. Uh, he had a rough outing yesterday as uh, in Tuesday the 16th, where he gave up, I think, f- uh, five runs, uh, but still eight strikeouts through um, six innings. Uh, Sean Manaya looked awesome. Uh, he only gave up one run in his three innings pitched, but also a nice thing to see from him, his fastball velocity is going up. Um, it sounds like that's something he really wanted to work on in the offseason, just to tick it up, even though like, one or two... Uh, miles per hour more. Frankie late to the spring training start because of COVID, uh, but in his first start he also looked great. Uh, three innings, two hits, no runs, two strikeouts. He gave up a lot and of, then
0: uh, a lot of runs, considering how many innings he pitched. Though oh, that's the one concern. Sorry, keep going.
1: Frankie?
0: Yeah. He only, no, it, he didn't give up any runs. Was it Frankie or was it a? Uh... Never mind. Keep going.
1: Uh, no, uh, Jesus get was, okay, was the one who got Lizardo, um uh, yeah, there was also one of the runs was unearned. He probably should have got out of that inning cuz I was listening um and there was an error by uh Elvis as short. But and then uh, AJ Puck today, he only pitched two innings, two hits, he gave up two runs, uh but he sh- three strikeouts in the first inning. He finished with four total. That being said, um I, I I'm kind of interested to see where is going to handle this because we have to keep puck really um, tethered for the lack of better words. You know, we've, he's been so volatile in terms of his health. Uh, We just got to make sure that like, we're not putting him out there. The team isn't putting him out there. And in a situation where uh, maybe he's not ready to go three, four starts in a row. But to be honest, the guy that I'm really liking so far, and I was kind of interested in him and when they added him was Cole Irvin. Um, Colervin was a guy that Ace picked up from the Phillies. He uh, had, was, had a pretty good minor league career. He got pulled up into the Philly org, and he just was got rocked in 2019. He barely, I think he pitched a little bit last year, but not too much. Uh, but so far, he has uh, started two games. He's pitched in three. He's pitched eight innings total, and he's given up uh, two runs. He's got a one-year array, seven strikeouts. To me... I like to see him because I think as as an organization, you really haven't had much to see out of this guy. We kind of know what to expect out of puck at this point because he's been in the the system for what three, four years at a high level at this point. Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: or oh, uh, that or- or, he went to Oregon. Oh.
1: or that, or just do a rotation of guys. Um, and you can try puck with one start. You can see if Cole then um can go so, in for another start treat it like, irvin, like an ex- extended spring training
0: yeah yeah i hear what you're saying so this guy irvin has never started a game oh no he started three games in major leagues okay well and but he played 16 games out of the uh Phillies bullpen in 2019 it seems like he's more of a bullpen guy um I would like to see one of the starters, the young starters in there and see what they can do against. These are three guys who have been in our system for a while who we have no idea what they do. And we've been kind of like clamoring to see. So it would be really nice to see what they can do on a major league regular season game. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, his stats are pretty fucking good. I'm looking at him right now. I mean, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um Starting games is, to me, starting games in spring training is not the same as starting games regular season because, like, they just throw pitchers out there just to get, you know, wherever just to get um, experience. So uh, also, also, we one, just one, one quick thing, one quick thing. All right, I got uh, shout out to Ricky Henderson of the blogs. That's Alex Espinosa. He also writes for NBC Bay Area. Uh, he's a friend of the pod in our Twitter account, so we just want to give a shout out. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Uh, but also, whoever you're going to be as the start, I'm sure I'm, you might have to make adjustments. I don't know, but Whoever is going to be this number five while fires is out. uh, You have him going against the Dodgers, the Astros, and then the Tigers.
0: So good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I just did. I'm bummed. If that was Mike fires, he could have pitched in Houston in front of fans. That would have been
0: great, because they all Super would have booed spicy. him, and then the rest of the country would have fucking <coughs> hated Houston even more. Um, oh, tangent! Before we jump to the next thing, uh, we I got to bring this up because I don't think you've brought it up yet. Chris is going to o- o- open o- the opening day. I am. Hell my yeah. season got their season. T- my parents got their season tickets back, and they're using one of them for opening day. So I'm going to be there. So well, if work doesn't interfere, which doesn't look like it will, so we'll see. Um, all right, and let's you move know, on to know, our last
1: come down something. <clears throat> uh, what's that? As he might be coming down with something, you
0: know. <clears throat> I what
1: get the fuck out of here.
0: Oh, I work, yeah, yes. <laughs> Until and then my boss sees me on TV at opening day, like, yeah, yeah, there's not gonna be many fans in the stands, so they're gonna have to cut <clears throat> to all 11,000 of them. Um, all right, so uh, let's do the last uh, ticket on the Big Three, and then we'll um, we'll go into the season preview after the break. But uh, the mats are back. The mats are back. Um, Matt time. So the only like depressing stat amongst these these from these two guys is Chappie's only hitting two thirty eight um but it's actually worse now. He's uh, hitting after. the shit out of the ball though. Like his two home runs in the average just fucking It's great. Um Matt Olson's hitting uh, he's doing much better. He's hitting 362 or four home runs, 10 RBIs. <laughs> um 909 slugging percentage. Wow, that's pretty, pretty He impressive. looks awesome. Um they yeah, he he
1: he talked about, he straight up was honest and it's, it's kind of interesting to hear. He's like, I sucked last year. Um, his power was still there, but like we talked about this a lot during towards the end of the season on the pod last year. It was just like, he's not a 200 hitter. We've seen enough of him to know that his low was going to be like two sixties, two fifties. There's no way he's going to be, I can't remember what his average was at the top of my head, but he was like low 200s. There's no way he was going to hit like that. And um, so far during spring training, again, you know, grain of salt, knock on wood, spring training, he's really crushed it. And yeah. Chappie, he's not there yet, uh, but he's made some fantastic plays over at third. He, it doesn't look like the hip is an issue <laughs> at all anymore. And uh, honestly, if he, as long as his power is there, you pointed it out, the home runs he has hit – there weren't little, little dinkers just over left field wall. They were like, 20, it was like, if there were rows, it would be like 10, 15 rows back home runs.
0: But but that is concerning as hips are such a big part of your swing. And yeah, he looks really sexy over there at third base, making a highlight reel like he does. Yeah, he does. does. But, but uh, um, that's not exactly a good test of your hip. So, I mean, I think he'll be fine. He sounds like he, he feels good. Um, he talks about it every day, but that's just athletes just saying bullshit like they normally do. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think, I, it, I hope this works out because there's a lot of pressure on these two guys now that Marcus is gone. Um, I'm hoping that Canna and, um, and, uh, you know, Mitch Moreland, these guys can take a little pressure that, that pressure off. But, um, I think the veteran leadership is going to be the real thing that takes the pressure off of them. So those guys can just fucking be who they are and just be the future bash brothers. You know, like I just. You know, and 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 Jed Lowry too. Like that's a leader that they already know, that they already trust. Who was a leader for them a couple years ago. Like that's, I think that's an important um, addition to their clubhouse for at least these two guys. And yeah, we'll see. I'm, you know, I'm excited for sure, for sure. I'm excited about the whole team, to be honest with you. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I'm sure we're gonna wait. And a these few guys episodes. can be who they are. They can just be them. They don't have to like try and be something else to overcompensate for other shit. Like they could just fucking be who they are.
1: Now, in you're you're you know you're the you're the actual baseball player between the two of us. Yeah. Uh, how much of a difference do you think? Because there's been a lot of chatter, at least like on the radio broadcasts I've been listening to, of just Elvis. Oh yeah, Elvis played with El- Adrian Beltre, and now he gets to play with Matt Chapman. Now, do you think strategic, like strategy wise, do you think playing with another, you know, Adrian Beltre was a multiple time Gold Glover. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Do you think playing with somebody like him and being able to pass off whatever knowledge you were able to attain from him to somebody like Matt Chapman, do you really think there's, cause Matt Chapman's, he's a gold glover. He's a platinum glover. He's only him on and Ar- the, Arenado, the oh, top two.
0: Only on the hitting like, side. What else can you learn? Only on the hitting side. <laughs> he, he's done it defensively. Like Adrian Beltre is one of the greatest of all time. Matt Chapman, if he keeps this up, is going to pass him. I don't think Adrian Beltre ever won a platinum. Glove award, but I don't know if actually, I don't think the platinum glove existed. Yeah, I'll say, I don't think it existed. Yeah, I think that's a newer thing. A so, to be fair, but I don't think defensively there's anything that he could teach him offensively. Yes, his approach. Yes, being silly while on the field to kind of like release some, you know, relax a little bit. Yes, that's one thing that yes. they need desperately because they, they don't do that. They don't have fun playing. I mean, maybe they have fun playing. They don't look like they're having fun playing baseball. <laughs> the only guy who really does out there is Mark Canna. You know, like I think that's important, but, um, uh, before
1: uh, one, I'll do one quick thing before we jump into the preview. Uh, we got another week of spring training ahead. What's one thing you're looking forward to watching?
0: Uh, I want to see the development of, of the three young starters and see who wins that job. Um, again, I, I, I would say, look at, look at this, these outfielders, but I think Kai Tom has won that job already. Um, with the just, rule five oh, by, yeah, and, yeah just because and, of the and rule being five. somewhat productive in any way shape or form which brown has not um and when they sent down the other guys uh yesterday i forgot who who was um uh, let me see i have, actually I have right here uh my internet's not loading anyway I think it was they Grant sent Holmes, down
1: Caprillion. yeah
0: no no i'm talking about outfielders um When they sent down the other outfielders, I think Kai Tom—that was just kind of like his position to lose. Um, But with with the uh, with the young guys, yeah, I mean, one of those guys is going to have to win that position, and it's a matter of who's being more productive now. So AJ Puck, unfortunately, is playing catch up. So let's see if he can catch up to Caprillion and and Jeffries. Um, All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Schlatter brothers for the East preview. Okay, welcome back. We have the brothers R-Schlatter here with us. Um, Richard and Robert. Does that ever get confusing? Richard, come on, Richmond, sorry. Richmond Richmond and Robert. Uh, uh, Does that ever get confusing? Like, if you ever put your initials on things, do you guys have to, like, do you have to, like, differentiate by putting like r i well the, the way our the, ro dot slatter
2: the way our dad always did it was he did r1 r2 that was how we always figured everything out so but like with what's you your know, dad's first name todd oh. oh so we don't have anything to worry about Is your mom's name robin the triple r so you
0: couldn't you couldn't no. copy like the the no. the cp the cp family like the paul family no we could not
2: we could not. It's a, it's a shame. Our parents dropped the ball. What are they? Which
0: one of you is closest to having a kid?
2: Oh God! Hey, go. don't, <laughs> don't throw that Awkward. On, man. Come on. Wow. <laughs> awkward. Damn, man. All right. I'm on my so girlfriend's welcome. Zoom here over here. I didn't even realize it. I don't need her seeing this. Oh man. I don't,
0: I'm a little curious as to see if it's going to show up when we put the YouTube. I don't think it will, but for the for the listeners, he's if it, if his name pops up every once in a while, it's not uh it, it's not richmond schlatter on his on his it is, Zoom.
2: it is uh, carly That that is my <laughs> girlfriend didn't didn't realize she was on my zoom which is funny but anyway um
0: so like we said at the beginning of this <laughs> podcast we're gonna do uh we're gonna do our uh, mlb season preview a little bit different this season we're gonna split it up into three parts so that we can still talk a little bit of a's at the front end and then um give give you listeners a a baseball preview at the back end. Um, so we wanted to go to the east side of the country, um, so we brought in our two close friends, um, Yankees fans, unfortunately. So a little bit biased on one side of the league, but, hey, they know east bat, uh, baseball uh, better than we do, so definitely want to get their opinion. Um, so let me go over the rules real quick, guys. So we're going to uh, split this up into what is this? Four, four categories, Julio? That is correct. So four categories – um, instead of doing it general, uh, we're going to do uh, uh, talk about the lineups for both leagues, National League East, American League East. We're going to talk about the rotations, talk about the bullpen, and then the offseason additions. And we're going to rank them each league uh, one through five to t- kind of determine which one has the best um, lineup, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, in each league. And at the end of this, we're going to add up the points. Um, to kind of see what we subconsciously felt um, had uh, could be the best team in each league as opposed to, like, if we were just talking about general um, AL East and we were like, oh, we, f- we feel off the top of our head that the Yankees are the best team in the East. Well, this point system is going to prove if we actually feel that way or if it's just kind of the first thought coming out of our mind. Does that make sense, guys? Yes. It so does. this is pretty much a therapy on. session
1: Jeez. to show you that the Mets are actually going to be pretty good.
2: Oh, they're going to be the best team in baseball. Also, we all know uh, that. I
1: just want to throw in this one side caveat.
0: He says This sarcasm. was uh,
1: one of the original categories, but I think this would be a good tiebreaker. If you notice that two teams have the same number of points, your tiebreaker is the manager. Who do you like better as a manager between those two teams?
2: Gotcha. Aaron Boone, guys. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Boone. As long
3: as all it's right. not Kevin Cash. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: So let's start with uh, lineups. This is batting order. This is, uh, I guess you could say depth. I don't know. Would you do would, the bench. Yeah, depth. Um, uh, I think we want to keep it strictly to offense. Um, but if you want to incorporate defense in there a little bit, because I guess in some way, shape, or form, the lineup on the defense still counts. But um, Absolutely. let's start with... Where
1: we start? Are we going NL East? I say let's go NL East first,
0: and then we'll do AL East. Just because the spikes are Yeah, yeah that sounds good. So let's start uh, age, uh, youngest before beauty. Um, so Robbie, why don't you lead us off?
3: So if we're starting with the National League East, I'm gonna worst go the best. with I still worst to best. Wor- oh, worst the worst the best. Okay, worst yeah, the let's best. Yeah, worst to best. Honestly, in offensive wise, I would probably say Miami, just because at five, because um, I know that they made the postseason last year and they are a surprise, and I do think that they could. Kind of take it up a notch, but I do think that their names aren't as um, uh, attention-grabbing as some of the other ones. So then I go, uh, so Miami at five, number four I would go with the Phillies, um, number three I would go with the Nationals, and this is going to hurt me to say, but their offense was very good last year, and you have to take that into account. The Mets at number two, and then the Braves—they just had the NL MVP, and they still have Ozuna. Acuna, Ozzy they are still stacked across the board. So that's who I would go uh, one to five. So Braves one, uh, Mets two, Nationals three, Phillies four, uh, Miami five for lineups.
0: So it's—I'll get into it more when I go. But it's interesting that you bring up Miami at five because. You know, if you look at last year's standings, you're like, "Oh, they made the playoffs last year, and then they won the first round." Like, why are they so low on this list? But you look at their roster, and it's exactly what you said. Like, I don't recognize like hardly any of the guys. on the I think it's
3: uh, Cooper, right? Cooper, yeah, Anderson, and like they they have some. Starling they Marte. have some good it, young players. It, those Marte, those good, that was a
2: great pickup for yeah, them.
0: Yeah, those good young guys that they've been grooming in their farm system for a, for a while. Now, they have, that, they're just not big names yet. I feel well. like
2: they have that balance too, because you just brought up Marte. <laughs> Don't they have yeah. Aguilar too? Or is it Aguilar? Works, yeah. 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 yeah, he's they got some they got some boppers I, or couple. but
0: like it's also gonna tie in with our last uh, our last category like just all this entire division got acquisitions like they they just made them and this is the one team that kind of like I think they if you sl- you know slack if you threw them like in the
1: ALS, either they centrals I think they'd probably be higher up but um, because like yeah this yeah. the offense agree. on this division's pretty nuts um who do we got uh let's go rich rich go next
0: yeah
2: go all on, right rich. since we're going offenses uh i agree with robert just simply because you know they're not a high profile team and nobody watches a lot of their games uh i would go marlins number number five number four now to hear me out just offense i would go mets Ooh, here we go I would take the Mets number four. I, I don't I'm like so-
3: them. That's a bad take. I.
2: How is that a bad take? They, they, they had, had only- one of the top
3: five offenses in baseball last year. I, That's I, a let me, uh, can, Listen, guys. It's let me a-
2: can, let me, can, let, me in,
0: let me inform the listeners on this inside joke we have going amongst <laughs> us four. So, Rich has been hating on the Mets for all off season. Um, I do
3: too, but I respect their offense way too much yeah. to not like.
2: You know. So we all kind of is... knew that this okay. was
0: coming. We all knew that they were going to rank a little bit lower on Rich's list. Why Rich doesn't like the Mets, it's, you know, his own personal reasons, mostly
2: because he hates the fans. But
0: just well, so you no, guys know, no, no, we no. to see we'll
2: a pattern. In, we'll get into that in this debate podcast. another time. Everybody, had, everybody has annoying fans, and but that's not why I hate the Mets. <laughs> okay. But I think, you know, yes, based off of last year, they, they did have a very good offense, but it – I'm sorry. The 60 game season. I even for the doesn't matter who the team was, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, whoever it was. I, I don't put too much consideration into last season. I'm I'm more so going off of the previous year when they had one sixty two. But Lindor, great trade. He's obviously going to make them better. I'm, I just have some question marks regarding the rest of the lineup. Uh. Number three, if, and this is just if the guys play well, if they live up to expectation, I have the Phillies at number three. I think their lineup is very underrated with Harper. Didi was a great 60-game season. He was great. You know, I think some of those guys could step up. Number two, the Nationals, and number one, the Braves, bringing back Ozuna. I think that was huge for them, and it's going to be very tough to out-hit the Braves next year. I'm not sure the Dodgers. So the, those are my rankings that I have for the NL. So
1: I just want to throw a little wrench in your. We're, we're going off of 2019 uh, numbers. Well, during that season, of course, Pete Alonso hit the rookie record, 53 bombs.
0: Uh, Jeff yeah. McNeil. That was the season that the balls were juiced out of like like crazy though. If you, well, I mean, who, you know, well, it's, well, this is a conspiracy, but like, come on, there's more home runs hey, that season than any season in the history of baseball.
2: Just to. Going off the Mets lineup, from what I, you know, what it looks like on paper right now, I love Jeff McNeil. That guy, he he is an unbelievable hitter. I would love to have him in New York. He's a switch hitter too, correct, or is he just a left-handed batter?
1: Uh, I think he is a switch hitter. I'm trying to remember if my. It, he was I, a big card in the show in the beginning. So shout yep. out to the Jeff McNeil uh, face the show card.
2: Absolutely. he's a left-handed hitter
0: it's it says yeah, on
2: uh on on the depth chart yeah no i i like i like certain players in that lineup i like Lindor a lot alonzo great head on his shoulders i think he's a very good hitter and i do think he's going to have a big bounce back here and mcneil they and mccann i think that could be the most underrated pickup during the offseason, he he was He's an. He's all- getting old though, man. He's getting. He is, old. but I mean, he was an all star two years ago, and he even as a backup catcher, yeah. he you still put Dom up Smith. good numbers. Dom Smith had a great year. JD. Yeah. Dom Smith did have a great year, but they also had a DH last year. So there's no DH. I want to
1: get back to this point before we keep losing track of it. Uh, so yeah, that 2019 Jeff McNeil, uh, 23 bombs. He had 318. JD Davis, uh, 22 bombs at 307 uh dom smith only played 89 games he still hit uh 11 home runs he had 282 uh michael conforto 33 home runs to, he had 257 um brandon nimmo only 69 games hey eight home months too so look man if we're gonna put that argument out there like like that's still hella good i understand the number the balls were juiced a little bit more but um but where'd they finish that year Where'd they finish?
3: We're ranking Third offenses. No, we're not, we're ta- we're not offenses. talking about wait that. till, That's true. We're not wait talking about that's till, true. Wait till, okay. Let's, All right. Let's understand. hold the brakes.
1: All right. So, but I think, anyway. so both you guys are in the same boat. You both got the Braves at the top. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Chris, I want to hear yours, baby. Or, does yeah.
0: anyone, does anyone not have the Braves at the top? Let's be honest. Like, just raise your hand They've if you been don't have so the Braves They've been so
3: disrespected, top. I think, this offseason with a lot of these rankings. And yeah. Yeah. Their offense is good, and we'll get into the pitching staff. Yeah. But the pitching staff is studly too.
0: You look, you just look at their lineup <laughs> up and down, and like there's not a weak position. You could argue Danby Swanson, but he's still so young. and He's still mm-hmm. kind of like a, a developing product. But you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, he's. I think Braves fans would argue he's been disappointing the past couple seasons, but. Anyway, I you know I digress. It's just it, there's it, it's there's not a weak position ever, anywhere, and they got deeper. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I I just if you don't have them pick to win the NL East, like I I don't you don't watch baseball. That's the only conclusion I can come up with, just because hmm. like, and as good as the Mets are, like or as much as better as they are, like they they are like kind of like Rich said, there are a couple little holes um, in their offensive lineup that are. At least question marks. I mean, maybe maybe there's a little potential, but there's there are – I mean, Conforto's a good example. Like, he had a really good season 2019, but he's just so streaky, you never know what he's going to get. Um, all right, so, I mean, I have the Marlins 5. I think we all agree on that. And, again, for the reasons kind of when I responded to Robbie, there's just not a lot of big names on there. Maybe they'll shock us again, but who knows. Um, the Nationals, I'm just so – I don't know. I'm so hit or miss with them because – they lost a lot of guys from that World Series team that I didn't even realize until I was doing research for this. Um, so they're kind of heavily relying on Trey Turner and uh, Juan Soto. And, like, I mean, I guess they got Josh Bell, but, like, they're kind of relying heavily on their two young stars Schwarber, to man. keep their offense going. I, I'm not yeah. a big Schorber fan. Thank God that right. we didn't I think get. His most, uh, I agree that with that. Yeah. I just felt like he was so overrated. Um, he just had that one good
2: I, year and came back in the World Series. Remember and it's like when he, he hit the ball hit. out of
0: Wrigley and then they yeah. closed the ball <laughs> in the
1: glass? In 2015? hit it. <laughs> <stink>! There. <laughs> Love it. Love it.
0: All right. Robbie has some sound effects for everybody, just by the way. Um, and, and then, like, the rest of their lineups, just, like, a bunch of, like, meh. You know, like Victor Robles, meh. I mean, yeah, Jan Gomes, meh. I just, you know, I just can't get on board with that. Did um, you like the, the Josh Bell pickup? I do, I do like that. that. I do like that a that. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 we'll see, we'll see what he does, and you know, I, uh, it, it, I, yeah, I do like that. Um, the Phillies have a lot of pop in their lineup, um, so I have them at three, just because who knows how they're gonna hit the ball? They could just hit the shit out of it all season. Um, and then the Mets, and then obviously the, we just we already said the Braves won. Um, the Mets are just with all the additions that they made in their offense, it's kind of hard to go against them. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Julio, where are you at?
1: Uh, agreed, uh, Miami, uh, at the bottom, kind of the same consensus. If this was any other division, I think they could probably have a <laughs>
0: fighting chance. It's so weird saying that because they made the playoffs last year. Like, it's just
1: so yeah, weird. Yeah, it's it's especially like that, the huge COVID outbreak that didn't play for like 10 days and they still came back and won or still went to yeah. the division. Um, swapping with your last. So, I have the Phillies two or two. I, well, I think I love Bryce. I think he's going to be great. You have him two or, or you have him four. four? Well, yeah. Um, I'm ex- excited to see what like Alex Baum is going to do you might be like kind of the wild card person. Of course, Reese Hoskins seemed to kind of get back on track, but I don't Day yeah, alumni. I'm yeah, yeah. oh. oh, sure that's right. And of course, JT behind the plate, but um I don't love it. I don't love the lineup. Um And what kind of, I put the Nats above them. My logic is, yeah, sure. You're going to have to rely on the guys of the Trey turners of the Juan Soto, but Juan Soto's like a fucking top five player right now. So like you kind of got to get an advantage. Yeah. And plus, um, I do like the Josh Bell pickup. Carter Keboom was kind of like a top prospect last year. He didn't really do much, so maybe you have a huge back bounce, an actual, like, breakout season. And then uh, Mets four, and then, of course, the Hotlanta Braves because this guy is going to go 40-40. Oh, you got your you got your Project 70 yeah. card, huh? Keep on my desk. Nice. nice. It's been a nice waste of money,
0: all these cards. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the Phillies just, like, I'm looking at everybody except for Gene Segura can hit it out of the ballpark. Like, that's got to be something the key and especially with the way too. the game is played these days, yeah, that, that's got to be something, like, to to at least, I don't know, their pitching consider. is
2: consider. Their pitching is just so bad, man. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. Could, could you imagine if they had, <laughs> you know, another, a third starter along with Nola and Wheeler? They're, and their bullpen is just the worst. I, I, Rich, that's so.
0: a great segue because we're going to talk about rotation cool. next. Yep. So it's like I knew that, um, <laughs> um, Actually, no. We have to go over American. Oh, well, I said, first, let's but, do. Um, what would you What would you think would be better? I think we should go over American lineups. <laughs> okay, but you know, you, you got you got two you got two segments away from us. I, I get it. You're excited, Rich. I'm ready I'll, to go. I'll, 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 I'll leave it. You're chomping at the bit. Um, all right, Robbie, where are you at with with, uh, with your division?
3: Uh, so, for the fifth spot, going with Baltimore, uh, I'm tempted to even put the Red Sox at fifth, but, like, realistically, <laughs> Baltimore is just no. Uh, so, Boston then at four. And then it gets a little tricky, but with the lineups, I'm going to go – I'm going to buy into the Toronto hype, and I'm going to put Tampa at three, but then I'm going to put Toronto at uh, – at two, and then of course the New York Yankees at number one because I this is their year to get to the World Series. I don't care about any bias, like, this is a clear path. The American League is diminished, and I'm going to continue to say that throughout this pod whenever we talk about the American League East or whenever we talk about the American League. So, easy, easy there. Uh, but the lineup is clearly possible. I mean, other than you're looking at you know the Dodgers and you know San Diego and uh, other lineups like that where you're uh, at least on paper before the season starts that you're saying, you know, they, uh, when they're healthy, let's hope Giancarlo and judge play uh, play 140 games, but um, I won't spend too much time and annoy you guys, but go ahead, rich.
2: No, I, I actually have those same rankings. I would go Baltimore, Boston, uh, Tam- like Tampa Bay. I like a Rosarino a lot. After what he did in the worlds in the playoffs last year, he killed the Yankees. He he hit well against the Astros, but I'm with I I'm a, I'm on the bandwagon for Toronto. They have a hell of a lineup. Bringing in George Springer, you know you still got the young kids. You got your core with Bichette, Guerrero, Biggio. They all looked like they should. They were making strides last year, but I just you know I, I don't see anybody in the American League. I, I think the Yankees have the best lineup by far. Barring health and other factors, you know, what are you going to get from Gary Sanchez? Is he going to be the, the buck 47 hitter you had? Or is he going to be the juggernaut that he was when he first came up in 2016? There's a lot of question marks, but I do believe without question, the Yankees have the most talent in the American League East.
0: It's interesting Ah. you bring up Gary Sanchez because, though. uh...
2: That's the wrong one. Idiot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to do a Yankees one. Wrong one. I'll save it for later, though. I was going for a Michael K. (laughs) Uh,
0: How we said, how I said Kyle Schwarber, one of the most overrated players in in baseball. Uh, Gary Sanchez would top my list on that one. Oh,
2: of course. Um, The funny thing is with Sanchez, I, you know, I heard stories amongst people in the organization that he's very lazy. And, you know, he has all the talent in the world. Like, when he came up that year in 2016, uh, being a biased Yankee fan, whatever you want to call me, he looked like, at the time, in that second half, the best player in baseball. Like, that's how good he was. And, you know, Robbie and I talk about this. I think Girardi leaving was a big difference in how Sanchez' career has gone. Um but you're right. I mean, I, I, does he hit 30 home runs in any other ballpark but Yankee Stadium? Yes, I because of yeah, his I talent. So. Yes, yeah. I do.
3: He's just got. It's put all, it all just together. up here, man. If he if he if he hits 240 30 home runs this year, he'll get all the fans off his back and yeah. all the BS, but I mean, it's also a very slippery slope and could go downhill well, he, very fast. He's also
0: got to stop balls in the dirt, which is another thing that he does fucking terribly. You know, like I
3: mean, I've always said that he's probably going to end up being a, a DH for most of his career, so I mean, his arm's going to get him by for a period of time and the hope of the Yankee fans and I've said it on our own pod. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I don't disagree with you there. I uh, I've said it. I want Kyle Gashioka catching yeah. Garrett Cole. I don't want. And we we were I talking it Robbie
2: was saying a couple days ago when they signed, or I don't know if it was you, Julio, where uh, they signed Chirino. So oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think.
3: Oh, well, he's now he's got a broken oh, hand. But...
2: but at the time, I don't think that. I think they signed him to be, of the third catcher on the roster. I really believe that. Like, you know. With the flexibility the Yankees have in that lineup, you could still you could have a defensive guy, and I don't think they simply brought Chirinos in to light a fire under Sanchez. I think they're covering their own tracks, and they're like, listen, we're you know we picked up Gary's option this year, but we want to look out for our you know we got to look out for our best interest. Late in the game, I, I don't want Sanchez behind the plate. I, I do not want him back there. One hundred percent. I don't trust no. him. How about they're new? I'll jump in next. That one fit perfectly. <laughs> um,
1: I think uh,
2: that one worked
1: pretty much the same. Almost uh, Baltimore. Yeah. They're... Cal Ripken's not walking through that door. Uh, Boston at four. But honestly, I like what they've kind of put together in this offseason. I'll talk about a little bit more with them later. Um, I don't. LeBron yeah, James. Oh, yeah. New there you go. LeBron. New I forgot. About uh, I'll that. get a little bit more with them later, but they're not better than these other teams. As much as I love the Toronto hype, um, I'm putting them third uh, just because with Tampa, at f- I put them second. Um, they didn't really lose anybody when it came to their actual offense last season. They lost just, just Renfro. Renfro's, gone, Renfro's the only one they but, lost, I um, think. They still have a super deep yeah. lineup. Uh, Willie Adamas, I really hope this is kind of a breakout year for him at short. There's been a ton of hype on there. And plus, you know, they got the ace in the hole. If they ever want to call up Wander Franco, then, you know, they, he could potentially... Turn into like the guy but uh yeah yankees yeah you guys are nailing it um i think if there's only the only team i could really see them lineup wise that can go head to head when healthy would be the white Sox. um but even at that i'm like there's just so much experience with this lineup at this point there's been a ton of postseason play um and if healthy yeah you're not going to find many teams being able to top them
2: Agreed. So,
0: even <clears throat> with my hatred towards Gary Sanchez as an overrated player, and even though we probably shouldn't be doing our list this way, but because he's just been such a fucking train wreck on the disabled list, or is it called the injured the, list now? The I IL. They changed the it. injured list. The IL. Um... <clears throat> I uh, made my rankings based on knowing that John Carlos Stanton will be hurt sometime this year and probably miss three quarters of the season as he always does. But yet, they are still that fucking good that they easily top my list at number one because they just make up for it in so many ways. Like, Clint Fraser's not even a starter. Oh, like, he will be.
2: Yeah, he yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, he is. Yes, you he think he is.
1: will? Why
3: you shaking? Wait, 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 wait. Why are you, you
1: shaking think he your will? head there, Julio? No, 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 no. I'm yes. shaking your head up. there's like yes, dude. no, yes. I'm like that. Shows you how good they are.
3: Like this <laughs> dude is. Did you just, uh, Chris? Did you just? I don't know if you go follow at four savages on Twitter. Did you guys see the the piss missile he's hit? He hit not yet. No, I, no, it's, I did I, not. It's like I mean I know you guys are just tied up in your Oakland days. I know, I know. But I mean, <laughs> I mean like. The the absolute there's still I mean there this is the first year I've seen like an outcry for them not to sign Brett Gardner back because they want Clint Frazier to play the field and they yeah. want him to play the position so I yeah no they they're just crazily deep and you know they may be getting another bopper on the bench with Jay Bruce you never mm-hmm. know so they they got some they got some good hitters on. Uh, The Yankees, for sure. But that's
0: that's a case for how fucking stacked and how deep they are, is that Clint Frazier could potentially be on the bench. It sounds like he's not. Great. I would love to see him start. I would cry if he didn't make it. they are just so good and so just, like, star-studded. Like, every single position is a potential all-star, like, at least on the fringe. And so – yeah, I mean, it's not even a question for me. I have the Rays, too, as well, for the same reasons that Julio said. Like, as cool as the acquisitions of Marcus Simeon and, and uh, George Springer and these guys for the Rays on top of their young talent, like, the Rays still went to the World Series last year, and they only lost one guy, and they have the deepest farm system still in baseball. So, like, they're going to make up for it somehow. I'll get into that more when we talk about rotations. But uh, I just I can't I can't jump on the Blue Jays hype yet without even seeing how their lineup's going to make up. Also, so I have the Blue Jays third, I have the Red Sox fourth. It's a lot of older guys on there that are kind of like, yeah, you know that guy he was good four years ago. That's kind of how I feel I, about there. Julio, entire
2: I'm still on the Verdugo <laughs> bandwagon, yeah, man. No. I like him a lot he's a very I, good player yeah
0: the um he, he's never but he's never going to be respected there because he was the guy who was traded for mookie he's doomed that's there. that's also true yeah no, he's, he's doing
1: doomed, doomed. He you're can right still be an all-star
2: he can hit man yeah. he's a yeah. good hitter and like everybody talks about the short porch at yankee stadium that what is it pesky pole out there in right field they they, they he could hit some dingers. he's he could hit some dingers on that short on that short porch in. uh Right field at Fenway. They, and but I Fenway. like him yeah. a lot.
1: Before we jump into rotation talk, I, the one last thing I want to say about the the Sox.
0: Hold. On, let uh, me uh, just finish. Uh, 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 let me just finish. The Orioles are in dead. I think they're going to get in dead last in the season. So I mean, they're obviously fifth on my list. <laughs> every every <other laughs> you list. You're reminding anyway, me of the South
1: Park going. for the South Park joke. He's like, "Can I have you let me finish? Can I have you let me finish? Can I have you let me finish?" All right, I finish. When they're arguing. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want. I um, just wanted to finish on my record. Uh, but right. yeah. Uh, I'll talk about the additions, but I think the Sox made, arguably, to me, like the most underrated signing with Kike Hernandez.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. I had a yeah, feeling you are going to bring Kike it up, Kike. Right.
1: But, um,
0: you know what? All right, so let's go into rotations. Uh, who
1: else? Are you? I'll lead it off. I'll do a little special here. I'll do about that. I'll, go, I'll lead it yeah. off for the NL East. National League. NL Beast. Uh, Miami. Heaven fifth. Sixo Sanchez is going to be an absolute stud. Uh, San Diego Cultural will have some some quality outings, but I just they don't have the depth there yet. I think in time they could be there. Uh, Philly, uh, Aaron Nola is going to be an All Star and he'll be great, but there's just too many question marks. Is Zach Wheeler what they're going to get out of him? Steven Motts. Oh no, Steven Motts went to Toronto. My, my mistake. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of shocked that I put this, but after looking over, uh, I have the Mets third, while the Grom, you know what you're going to get you know another Cy Young he's throwing absolute junk today during their spring training match uh, but yeah there are some concerns Stroman taking the year off uh how is he going to be coming back there uh, Carlos Carrasso yeah he does have the high case but uh what's you know he's starting to get up there in age how is he going to be able to play again um and then Noah Syndergaard we don't know when he's going to come back he's coming back from TJ, I'm sure he'll be in good process, but like if he can come back and be effective, they can usually shoot back up. But because of that, I I can't put them up any, any higher. Uh second, the Nats. Uh uh you know, Rob actually during fantasy baseball because he swindled me in a trade years ago saying as long as they're still producing, I forgot who was who did I give Nelson Cruz? As long as he hit bombs
3: still, I'm still going to get him. You gave me you gave me Nelson Cruz, dude, for Steven Mats. Yep.
1: But <laughs> what are you what were you thinking he was all, bro? <laughs> but the point that i'm trying to make with this max scherzer still a stud he's still going to be at the top of the rotation despite his age um steven strasberg gonna be come back of the full year healthy same as um patrick corbin and then john lester i like the signing um have him as a four or five and that rotation's decent and then close it out at, does he have a pickoff move now yeah. uh atlanta Young, super young rotation. We saw what they did last year, and then they added Charlie Morton. Like, that's as a potential 3 4 in that rotation. I love what they're doing there. Is Mike Soroka supposed to be back? You I know? believe, yes, he is a part. So, we are looking at Soroka, Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson. Like, that's a Ian Anderson. <coughs> fantastic mm-hmm. top four.
3: Very good last year.
0: And then yeah. their five is John
1: Lester. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. For the Braves?
3: No, John yeah. Lester went to the Nationals. No, Lester's, John on, the Lester's Nationals. on the
0: Nationals. Oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Oh, their five is Drew Smiley. Sweet.
3: All right. Rob, you can – or wait. Yeah, yeah Rob, I'll, you can I'll go. go. Yeah, so I pretty much have the same as you, Julio, Um, kind of the rationale behind it. I would honestly debate the Phillies rotation. Like, I think that's the one thing that's kind of holding them back from being a higher-up seed in the overall division. Um, but I would still say the Miami is still a tick behind them. Um, and, you know, they, they have to up that pitching staff a little bit. Uh, so then I would go, um, yeah, same one as you. And the rationale with the Mets is um, kind of the same thing. But, like, where I, where I stand on their uh, hitting-wise, I say they performed well last year and the year before. And, you know, even as much as it pains me to say, like, they do have a good offense – uh, but with the pitching staff every year, it's, you know, you're going to have the Cy Young candidate in Jacob deGrom. Like, that's going to happen. He's very good. He's proved it time and time again. But then you have all these guys. You've got uh, Syndergaard, who hasn't pitched a full season uh, in a while. You have Marcus Stroman, who, for my rationale, and, you know, I've talked about it with you two, uh, I really don't think Marcus Stroman is that good. Uh, they say that he upped the velocity on his fastball. I'm waiting to see it. Uh, I just – Carrasco already having injury trouble. They were thinking that it was just because of the COVID shot. Now it was revealed to be another uh, issue with his elbow. And then you have these other – they're still figuring out a fifth starter, and they're already saying that this is the best pitching staff in uh, in the National League East. I'm not ready to say that whatsoever because I have those two. You have already the Washington Nationals, even though they're older pitchers, I think that those guys are way more proven already with being able, one, to stay on the field, and they have the talent to back it up. Then you also have I am high, high, high on the Atlanta Braves. Like if I was in a Yankee fan, I just love watching that team. Like I love that that pitching staff. I love all their young players. And the pitching staff last year just took a jump, once again, 60 games, but they're also very young, talented uh, talented team so P- I, think, I think it's okay to talk about the Mets offense because they have performed the past two seasons but I think people need to pump the brakes on the the pitching staff outside of DeGrom because they just haven't proven to be able to stay healthy like it's just that plain and simple stay on the field and I don't think Marcus Stroman they're talking about him being uh, up to be the, the second horse beh- behind Jacob DeGrom and it's like well, you got the horse. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if you're you're bringing along like a like a little pony. Like I don't see him. I don't see him living up to anywhere near Jacob Degrom at all. Is that a joke about his height? Oh, actually, I wasn't thinking about that, but that actually works out pretty well, Chris. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, Rich, where, where are you at?
2: Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the same same uh, lineup as Julio and Robbie. But Robbie, did you have? Did you have the Braves won?
3: Yeah, I had the Braves one.
2: I just because of the pedigree, I'm am I'm, I'm going to switch the Braves and the Nationals. I Max Scherzer is probably my favorite pitcher to watch in the game right now. I he's just he's an absolute stud. And in my, I think we had this discussion before in baseball. I think sure in my opinion, I think Scherzer has been the best free agent signing in baseball history, my opinion, but everything that he's done for them out of this world. Um, But yeah, I think Strasburg, he could come back, have a big year. Uh, Scherzer, who else they got? Oh, I like Lester as the number five. I thought that was great, but the Braves are coming. That kid, Ian Anderson, I watched him uh, pitch against the Yanks last year and a couple other games. He's got electric stuff. They added Charlie Morton. Is would Charlie Morton be their five? It would be the three, or would he be? He could be the three.
0: Yeah, I would probably put him behind Ian Anderson and Max Freed.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. I I like I like the Braves rotation a lot. If we're just going off of number one guys, obviously Degrom would be at the top of my list. But like Robbie said, there is so much. Even when the guys are healthy, there is so much inconsistency that is in the Mets rotation. You know, are you going to get the Cinder guard who is lights out and could strike, strike out the side for three innings in a row, or are you going to get the guy who, you know, throws up a stinker five runs in the first inning? That's my concern with the Mets. They got talent, but they don't have consistency. Uh, and then who else you got? Oh, the Phillies. The only reason why I would put the Phillies at number four is because of Nola. He's a very good pitcher. but
3: Zach Wheeler, uh, too.
2: Zach Wheeler's good. He, he is very good. I their, their pitching just hasn't been able to put it together. I don't know why. And because I don't know that much about the Marlins, uh, I would put them at number, at number five. But, you know, they were a playoff team last year, and maybe that, that momentum will carry over. But, yeah, I would – I at this point before the season, I would still have the Nationals at number one because of Scherzer and Strasburg and their pedigree. So let me ask you guys this
0: question. I was, ask, I was, talking, I was asking my, my buddy Jackson about this this weekend. In the past 10, maybe 15 seasons, let's just say 10, who would you say is the best pitcher in the league in the past 10 seasons? Like oh, like overall, like in, in terms of that entire work, um, uh, body of work, I think there's two people that are in that conversation. I think it's personally, I think it's Kershaw, I think it's Scherzer. Um, depending on where your loyalties lie, I think a lot of people would say Scherzer or Kershaw. Verlander. I think we had um, this
2: conversation during the World Series. I think,
0: I think Verlander can definitely be in that conversation. I feel like he's the decade before, though. No, he was still because I feel like he got a lot. He he got a lot of his his big accolades kind of like around 2010, and then he fell off a little bit in the middle of the 2010s. And then he he came back uh, big time around when he went to the Astros. But uh, throughout from 2010 to now Kershaw and Scherzer like they've been lights out for that entire time and in the middle of 2010s like it was a discussion of which one of those two guys is probably the best in the league I don't know I mean I would go with Scherzer because of consistency and mm-hmm. because he has a great playoff record but um, but that I mean that definitely I, I don't know yeah what do you guys think I, I,
2: those two have been very good but I'm still a big mad bum guy what he did in the playoff was it 2014 yeah. where he was dot, I I really like Bumgarner. I don't did he I don't know if his numbers were as good as Kershaw's and Scherzer's. I just I like Bumgarner because he always came up in big spots no matter I mean he came in and closed out the World Series, pitched 3 innings on what 3 days rest or something like that. Uh, but I would agree with you, Chris. I I think the two guys who you who you got to put in there are Kershaw and Scherzer. And I I might give Scherzer the edge because of the better, pro, better than Kershaw, probably because of the uh, playoff performances. I would. Yeah, say. the
0: consistency.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the That's record, um, both Verlander, Cy
0: Youngs, twenty eleven and twenty nineteen. 2011, 2019, but what what was what's what's his stats look like in the middle of 2010s? Because I remember him like really falling off in the middle of
1: 2010s. Yeah,
2: people were saying he didn't know how to pitch anymore, or that he didn't so, have the gas.
1: Yeah, he uh, pretty much 2010 through 2013 he was an All Star every year. Was not an All Star again until 2018. So yeah, uh, and also Kershaw yeah. and and Scherzer have the same number of Cy Youngsters at that time. Um, Chris, yeah. close us out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, I'm not, you know, the Phillies are definitely five for me. After Nola, it drops off quick. I've never been on the Zach Wheeler hype. I look at his numbers, and I'm just like, what about this guy that blows people away? Like, does he just have, like, a couple, like, crazy games, and people, like, they were on national TV, so people think he's just, like, this amazing pitcher? Because you look at it, and he dances around, like, like upper 3 and a halfs, um, like, ERA, and doesn't have, like, an insane amount of strikeouts, like, maybe a good amount, but nothing crazy. I just don't get it in his record. I'm one of those old-school guys who still looks at the record because I think that's still pretty important. Um, uh, Marlins are four for me because they just have so much potential. I think in three years we're going to be talking about them as potentially one of these best rotations in this division. Uh, but they're still very young. And this is going to shock you guys, but there's just too much uncertainty for me with the Braves because their two studs are two young guys. And, like, I just I want to see what they look like with, like, on, uh, their opposing their opponents having like a full off season to really like scout them. You know what I mean? I, I just maybe that's a, a misguided way of thinking. But like, I love the Charlie Morton acquisition though. Um, but I don't know. I just don't trust him. I just don't trust him yet. And and I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong because I really like those. I really liked watching those guys in the playoffs last year. Um, then I have the Mets second, and honestly. When you have the best, uh, when you have the best starting pitcher in all of baseball, I think that you should get a little bit of a bump, um, in my opinion. Um, and and you know, regardless of what the question marks with health and stuff like that are, you still got Degrom. Um, and then the Nats are one for me, just because of that one through three punch is just brutal. I mean, those guys are getting older, but they're still fucking all three of them are still studs, and they. You could argue they're the reason they them and Soto are the reason why they won that World Series in 2019. Um, I think didn't those three guys pitch in every single game or, or some form of that? I th- maybe Corbin didn't pitch in every single game, but I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was Scherzer because he was hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think I think I think it was I think it was Strasburg and 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 Corbin pitched in every single game. Like that's fucking wild to me. Like I don't know. I just I love their rotation. I was not going to pick against them. All right, so
1: three out of four. The one with Atlanta, though. So,
0: but also, yeah, no. uh, you're not. Uh, I mm-hmm. can see it though. Like they're, they're 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 young. They're fucking so talented. But I just got to see more. I've seen guys like this in their first two seasons, just light it up, and then completely fall off. All right.
2: <laughs> the New York Mets. Jesus. All
0: right. So let's
2: <laughs> anyway, let's jump over. Just saying. We're
1: going
0: to the American League East.
1: Uh, same as last time. I'll go ahead and lead it off at the bottom at five. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. There's. I don't know. We can really. Felix Hernandez, and Matt Harvey, come back. It but there you go. Uh, Boston, yeah, they I like the Garrett Richards pickup. I think he'll have a decent season. He was pretty solid back with uh, I think the Padres this past season, but I don't think they really have it there. Um, at third three, I have Toronto. <clears throat> Excuse me, love Hunjin Ryu. I think he's really gonna be we're gonna see this kind of form of him for the rest of the way. Um, Steven Matz at the back of the rotation and then Nate Pearson uh, coming back for a second season, but I think there's just not enough depth there to really put them any forward. Uh, Tampa is still number four or still second. Um, they lost Blake Snell they lost Charlie Morton, but uh, there's a lot of hype this year with Tyler glass. going into the season, they picked up Michael Waka and uh, they won the Chris Archer trade. Cause they brought him back. <clears throat> and who knows, maybe they might be one of those teams who kind of bring in the damaged goods and can repair them. Uh, but First, I got the Yankees, uh, just Garrett Cole every five days, Corey Kluber there. The the, the one thing I'll say about this, though, is I don't think this was a really strong division when it comes to pitching, which shouldn't be a surprise. Um, I think the Yankees have a ton of upside that's there, but there's a lot of question marks once you go past Cole. Um, Even in terms of consistency when it comes to health, when it comes to guys, uh, just being able to pitch a consistent, like, good like six inning games. It's hard to find that across this division, but it's pretty much the same across the board.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh all right, Rich, you go next. Uh
2: I'm gonna agree with Julio. Uh I I go in that order. Baltimore, Boston, um Toronto and Tampa or Toronto, Tampa, New York. I think, you know Ryu is a great starter uh, but you don't know what you're going to get two through five. A lot of injury-prone players who are trying to make big comebacks. Tampa losing Snell. Was, older guys, too. Yeah. Uh, Tampa losing Snell. That's a big loss. Um, and the glass—the Glassnow hype is real. Um, but there's a lot of question marks at the back, you know, throughout the rest of their rotation. Archer, he has not been good these past couple years. Waka. Huge question mark, Rich Hill, very injury-prone player. Uh, but like Julio said, when you have Garrett Cole pitching every five days, that's, uh, that 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 how could you not favor the Yankees? But um, you know the clue, and, and again, uh, the like Julio said, the Yankees have so much upside. You got Kluber on a one-year deal for 11 mil, but is he going to stay healthy? You don't know how Severino's going to bounce back after Tommy John surgery, um, and even when he was pitching, he was very inconsistent. There, there's a lot of question marks in the Yankees, in the Yankees rotation. But in this division, I will give them the edge over everybody else.
3: Yeah, right. I have the same Fair thing. Enough. Just uh, I would switch out the Red Sox with uh, the Blue Jays because I think outside of Ryu, they don't really have much. And as I said, I think that. Yankees have a high upside with the uh, starting pitching, but it could uh, end up going not the way they hope so because, uh, you know, Brian Cashman has to finally deliver on something, and he, he put all the chips in the middle. So we'll see how it turns out.
2: I think losing Tanaka is going to kill him. I, I'm i not going to – like, yes, Tanaka, he definitely lost Why? Some because of the consistency
0: he kind of brought to the rotation? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he just – he was a big-game pitcher, and in New York, that's what you need. He definitely lost some zip on his fastball, and I I was talking to someone about it. I mean, the guy got hit in the head by a line drive last year. You know, even though it was a 60-game season, he he wasn't great, but, you know, I still think, you know, he was a vital part in that rotation and their success, and they're really going to miss him. Really gonna miss him.
0: So I was, i didn't mean to look uninterested. I was trying to look up the stat that I texted Julio a couple days ago about the Rays, um, and I just couldn't find it. I—I um, uh, I mean, the Orioles are fifth. I, I, every, again, I already said it. They're getting last in every single category for me in this podcast. It's just—it's brutal. Um, the Red Sox are very uninteresting to me. Um, Garrett Richards, I've never been a fan of. Julio only likes him because he has this weird affinity for the Angels for some reason. I don't know why. Probably because he lived in Anaheim, but um, he always really likes Angels players. I'll be say. honest, I um, completely
1: forgot he was on the Angels.
0: Yeah, oh, really? I just remember. I remember him. Well, from it's the Padres, subconscious. But. Um, uh, the Blue Jays—they intrigue me for all the reasons that you said, Rich. Um, I love Ryu, but uh, after that, it's a lot of guys who are on prove it contracts. And it feels like they've been on prove it contracts for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Like Robbie Ray, Steven Matz and Tanner Roark and Ross Stripling really have all been signing like one year, like prove it deals to try and get their long-term deal. And it feels like it's been like three years for all of them. Like he, like Roark did a stint with the A's a couple years ago on one of those type, type of deals. And it's just like, all right, well, it, there's just too much uncertainty and it'd be cool if it works out, but we'll see. Um, and then I have the Yankees second um, for the – also same reasons. When you have Garrett Cole, it's like the Jacob deGrom effect in my opinion. When you have Garrett Cole, it just lifts your rotation to the top. I'm very conf- concerned about the rest second of your guys' rotation, I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, and then I have the Rays in first, and here's why. So, yes, they lost Blake Snell. I think Tyler Glass now is, is the real thing. But so – I don't have numbers specifically, but I know it was six prospects. So, of the top 100 prospects in all of baseball this year, the Rays have eight of them. Guess how many of them are pitchers? I just told you six of them. Sorry. I just ruined that stat. Six of them are pitchers. Two of them are in the top 15. So, it makes sense why they got rid of Snell because they just see it as, oh, we can't pay this guy, so next man up, we have the farm system. to At least one of these guys is going to pan out and be a good side. Probably not in 2021. So. Will that be this season? Uh. You never know. You never know. You never know. We've seen it before. Um, you could argue that Ian Anderson was kind of like that last year, even though it was only six-game season. But it just makes me feel a lot more comfortable about their rotation. And, again – Sorry guys, but it just feels like it falls off a lot after after Cole with yes, you guys. Yes,
2: uh, no offense yeah, taken. I mean,
3: yeah, it 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 does. I will say if if we're gonna overreact spring training, which I am strong, you know, strong against, but I can't deny that they haven't looked pretty solid, and um, they've shown that they've been able to truck over the finish line of. Reaching 100 wins with, you know, just below average starting pitching, it seems. Or not below average, but, like, teetering on below average, it seems, at points. So, um, before Cole. But you know why they've
0: been able to do that? He's come back in
3: July, too. We'll see what Is... he does. People forget about that, but...
0: That's true. That's no, that's true. But yeah, that's but a feet, tough injury to come back and just be lights out after that. You typically need an off season to really stretch that arm out and and, was, and see was what that all uh, gonna do. I feel like Herman in twenty eighteen won go ahead. like seventeen games. Yo. But then he
1: also had like an eight 20. he had like eight runs of support every game or some shit like that, right? Yeah,
3: that was him. It's like of course yeah, you're gonna win. I think his DRA danced around four. You.
2: Yeah. yeah, but, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, Julio, but when you're watching Herman and his electric stuff and how he was getting batters out, like, he's got filthy stuff. And, it, yeah, he's got a great lineup behind him, but you look at the intangibles and what he can do with the ball, he's filthy. He's, like, but- if, if we're going off of raw stuff right now, I know I'm going to sound crazy just off his stuff, you could argue to put him up at the number two spot behind Cole. You could. I who are wouldn't. you, the, like, I who would are you the New York clover
3: dude? What are you doing? I saw that article in the New York, the what New mean, York Post I today. I can't even believe this. They go, oh my god, Domingo Herman could really be challenging Garrett Cole for the eighth ace spot, and I'm like, right.
2: I never, he I even didn't even say No, like no, no. He no, no. said over the two. He said, two, said over two. The, he, said,
0: he said over the two spot, but you yeah, put I don't him over Clover right
2: now. I mean, just based off his stuff. Because he he won twenty games the year before. Kluber hasn't pitched in but two years. But he had, like,
0: I think he had like a four ERA yeah, in that year. I think it was like it was a, like an insane number. Yeah, he
1: wasn't great with the Rangers, and then he got completely shut down. It, it was not the whole um, Rangers rotation was disaster.
0: So I, I just want to touch on something Robbie said, like, like yeah, the rotation's never all that great, but they still win 100 games. Well, the reason why they win 100 games is the next category we're about to hop into because they've had the best of this category in all of baseball for the past two seasons. And it's just like it's overwhelmingly dominant that your guys your guys is you guys is a bullpen. And we're in an era where bullpens can do that. They're, they're like, you know, you build up – the rotation is kind of what it is, and bullpens kind of ride you through either the season of the playoffs. So – Let's jump into that. Um, I think since we're talking about the AL East and bullpens right now, we should start with that. So, uh, I don't know. Julio, why don't you start oh, it off me? this time? Wow. Uh, not yeah. much to talk about bullpens because, let's be real, there's not a lot of
1: stuff we actually know about bullpens besides certain teams. So, Baltimore, bottom. Yep. Uh, Boston, I have fourth Who, Even though I, I would be a big fuck you season if Adam Adovito decides to pitch again. Um, yeah. Three, <laughs> I have Toronto. Uh, it all depends. They could shoot up. If Kirby Yates can bounce back and have a 2019 Kirby Yates season, then they got to steal and they could easily shoot back up there. But there's still some questions there. Uh, Tampa, just a ton of depth in that bullpen. Um, Nick Anderson was fantastic last year. I don't see him really falling off from there. But, yeah, Mets or Mets, Yankees, they're just – they're too talented still. There's still too much heat back there with um, Chapman – um, even though he, he uh, just uh, – I'll save this question. Actually, yeah, I'll save this question for later. I'll let the two of you go and have a question about Chapman. Uh, but still, even after that, they still have a lights-out bullpen.
3: Yeah, I have that same uh, it, yeah. list. Uh, I would say that Tampa's nothing to really snuff at when it comes to, like, comparing to the Yankees because we also have to remember the Yankees were not very good in the bullpen last year. Uh, they were extremely disappointing. Guys were completely – Uh, on and off. Um, Some of the numbers were inflated because, you know, bullpen pitchers do have their ERAs inflated when they have that one bad inning. And especially with only 60 games, it was a little tough for them to kind of put together great numbers. Uh, The Yankees losing Zach Britton really uh, pissed me off. Not great way to start the season. It's already, you know, Yankees already got injuries going. Uh, but, yeah, I s- still think the Yankees are looked at as the top top dog for in bullpen pretty much in all of baseball. If you look at it, uh, there are other teams out in the NL that, you know, won't get into. But American League will stick with with that. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say Yankees got a good look at I, I'm just looking forward not to seeing uh, Aroldis Chapman give up a home run to end the ball game for us pretty much. <laughs>
2: uh, all right, Rich. So, I'd pro- I would go, you know, bottom three, Orioles, Red Sox, Blue Jays. But I do like Kirby Yates. If Kirby Yates pitches well, that is a very good signing for them. I, I'm not as high on the Yankees' bullpen this year. I think losing Britton is big. I like the O'Day pickup. That was very good for them. I mean, Adovino stunk. I was not sad to see him go. Chapman, as great as he is, he still has those moments where he's very streaky in the bullpen. Um, I, I think I would probably get, I might give the edge to the Rays. I, I would at this point in time, like I don't think they lost anybody in that bullpen. They still have Nick Anderson. Granted, he did not pitch well in the playoffs last year, uh, but they, I. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they lost any intricate parts to their bullpen, and their bullpen was one of the, that was their greatest strength. People were saying, so I I don't know. I I think I think the Yankees, lo- you know, losing Britain was big. If they didn't lose Britain, I would probably put the Yankees number one. But he's going to be out for multiple months, so I would go Rays, Yankees, Jays, Red Sox, Orioles.
1: The only guy that. Um... The Rays lost was Jose Alvarado, and he he actually got shipped to the Phillies. So we'll talk about them in a minute.
0: Uh, didn't Chapman lose his job for a little bit? No, like, was, that it was last season or was that two thousand nineteen?
3: It was when Raphael It, it was, was, was Rafael Devers lose hit a to? home run off uh, him to end one of the games in a walk off, and I think yeah. he had another. I think it was in that subsequent like time period that he let up another one. Um, and then he kind of righted the ship a little bit. Um, I think it was actually when he was coming back from an injury or possibly suspension in 2018 or something. Uh, but, yeah, he mm. – um, w-
0: And who who did he lose it to? Who I became the closer after that?
3: Not Britain because we didn't have him at that point. Uh, it may have been Canely. Was that it a – may have been Tommy Canley? That will also be a thing that it really got- – him on the Dodgers is going to help them out, for them out west. I and mean, the Dodgers are so loaded, dude. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. I there are definitely some unfamiliar faces on the Yankees bullpen, but I did I loved the Darren. The Yankees O'Gay needed a sidewinder. I don't, I don't know, just something about that was just like yeah. The Britton shit, I mean, that sucks. That blows. Um but that yeah, I I I still have them one, man. I don't know. I just There's just something about maybe it's the reputation that they had in 2018 and 19 that's, like, making me think that way. So it's just, like, driving me towards feeling that way. But they're, they're still one for me. The Rays are two. Here's the thing about the Rays is, like, they didn't really have a strength last season. They did everything so above, like, just so well, so good. Not above average, not great, but it was just, like, good. And that's what kind of, like, led them to the, to the postseason, like, just every part of their game. Um, I don't. I didn't know enough about the Jays except for for um, uh, what's his face uh, Kirby Yates. Uh, Kirby Yates. Um, so I put them at three. But then I look at the Red Sox and the Orioles, and I didn't really notice very many names. So I put the Red Sox because I could recognize a couple. Put the Red Sox four and the Orioles five. Um, so I think we all had the same thing. Yeah. So my question. Yeah. Oh no, Rich. you had, had the Rays first. One. I yeah. did. Yeah. So now
1: that um, yeah. we finished. You guys kind of answered it. Are you scared of the yips, of Chapman? It's been a consistent thing. The post last season, you know, he gave up the bomb and and uh, what was that? Game four, game five I'm not, I, with Phillips, and then of course yeah. the year before he had the walk off, threw out the walk off home run to Jose Altuve. Even going back to 2016 with the Cubs, you know, he gave up a game winner in game seven. The Cubs eventually came back, but like, do you think this is just something that he, he, it's just in his head? Do you think he? can get out of this
2: only one way I, to find out you I don't gotta really get think there you gotta see it, if he's gonna do got, it it's not I as, don't know
3: you know he's just gotta get over the hump yeah it's like you gotta throw the baseball you gotta throw strikes and you gotta get him out it's not as easy as saying like uh, I it's
2: I still think he's a top three closer in baseball you have Josh Hader in Milwaukee and then who i feel like there's another guy in there too liam Hendricks. Liam about. Hendricks in chicago liam Hendricks,
3: um, yeah dodgers dodgers don't really have That's like a tr- set closer now right because canely kind of took a back seat
2: it's still ca- yeah it,
1: no even if you look at kenley last season he still is pretty good it's just like you remember the shit storms he has compared to the great he does you know
2: yeah i mean i think there's only one way to find out if chapman can do it if he gets you know a rod did it in 2009 they were like can he get over the hump and hit in the postseason chapman maybe could yeah he started as-
0: taking roids again
2: yeah could be i don't know <laughs> his workout videos are ridiculous but anyway i i think it's possible he's got the talent it's just a matter of you know the i will say though i think he got screwed on that at bat last year against um, Brett Phillips, the guy who hit the- yeah. yes I do think there were a couple pitches where I'm sitting there like, dude, come on, like that was a strike. There were a couple of those, so I'm not going to bash him on that one too much. Um,
0: and you could tell like when he gets in those situations, he gets pissed, and it's just like he gets all up in yeah. his head, and then it just kind of like he's just trying to throw gas. He's not really like, yeah, he's not really uh, trying to frame his pitches, at, or lack of a better word.
2: I feel like the um, Cubs here too, man. Madden drove him into the ground.
0: Yeah, he did.
2: He was. Yeah. I felt like he was pitching. Multiple innings every game. Yeah, Uh, like he did give up the home run to Rajay, but he he basically hit like he was that bullpen that entire year when the Yankees traded him.
0: Because they because Matt didn't trust any of his other guys because like guys like Carl Edwards and shit like that and other guys in their bullpen they weren't fucking getting the job done. So I don't blame him. But to answer your question, Julio, we'll see. Got to get there first. All right, Chris. We'll see.
1: One more category. What do we got?
0: The uh well, did we do NL bullpens? No. That's right. We had one more bullpen category. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> we, all right, here I'll go right. first.
0: Um, all right, so I have the Marlins at five for the same reasons we kind of been saying about them this entire time. I just I don't recognize a lot of their names, and especially when it comes to bullpen, I'm definitely not going to recognize them. Um, the Phillies are very enticing, um, but not enticing enough at four. Um, I have the Nats at three, the Braves at two. Um, I'd be willing to change that up though. Um, and then the Mets at one. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know,
3: yeah, Mets bullpen. That's crazy to, to me, much. dude.
2: That, the Mets maybe, number um, uh, one.
3: Dennis Eckersley. oh <laughs>
2: nah,
3: no, he's not their closer, oh. is he? It's Edwin Diaz. No,
2: it's. Uh, I think it's still Edwin. Yeah, Diaz. it's Edwin Diaz,
0: right? Uh, and then they still have uh, Familia.
2: He's. He I don't know. He sucks. Alright. I don't trust Familia. All right. They're their bullpen's the worst part on the team. Uh yeah. Robbie. So I'm give gonna us your go
3: with the Marlins five, Mets four, uh, Nationals three, Phillies two, and Braves number one. That's I the Braves, I think, are being underrated still with their bullpen. I think there's still a possibility they could get Shane Green because Shane Green, I don't believe, has signed with anybody at this at this point. He has not. Uh, no idea why he hasn't signed. The dude had, uh, I think, believe a 2.3 ERA last year, and then the year before, in a full season, was an All Star and had like a 2.8 ERA for a bullpen pitcher. That's pretty good. So, but uh, not to like put too much on like Mets hating but like their bullpen is like not very good and like Edwin Diaz did have sort of a step up last year, a little bit, but he's still teetering on like Met's hatred for them making that Seattle trade because that he was supposed to be the prize in that and then Cano also had the uh substance thing. So Yeah, so that's what I would I go for. I think he's my still bullpen, suspended uh, too. List.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I would go uh, Braves number one, and then, honestly, after the Braves, I don't even – I you, pick you just don't even care? I just don't <laughs> – it's not that I don't care. It's like I, I don't think any of those bullpens – I would probably – just because the Marlins made the playoffs last year, I might put the Marlins at number two because uh, the the Phillies' bullpen is atrocious. Like, they might be worse than the Mets. So I would probably go Braves, Marlins, uh, Mets, Philly. Or no, I forgot about the Nationals. Braves, Marlins, Nationals, Mets, Phillies. Uh, so...
0: The problem with the Phillies is they put all their eggs in trying to sign the Liam Hendricks basket, and then they didn't get Liam Hendricks. So it's just kind of like left him hanging out to dry and trying to find whatever scraps that they could. That's really what fucked them over. Uh, it's brilliant. It's yeah, but you're right. It's pretty underwhelming. I, mean, I feel like this entire division. It's going to be competitive of, as hell. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Who uh,
1: uh, I've got Miami at the bottom. Even though, uh, shout out to Brian Kinsler. He's a nice fantasy closer. to always pick up. Uh, Philly, I have a four. Uh, Jose Alvarado and Archie Bradley. They're going to help with that dumpster fire, uh, from a dumpster fire to like a regular trash can fire. So that's great. Uh, Atlanta have. Uh, what do you think about Archie Bradley? What do you think? What do you think yeah. about him? He's serviceable, but like yeah. they need serviceable. Yeah. Um, Atlanta have three.
0: He's getting a lot of hype this
1: offseason. Atlanta right. have three, uh, just because they. They they are losing Shane Green. If they bring him back, I can bump them back up to, um, up to the two spot. But at two, I have the Nats. I love that Brad Hand signing. Super under the radar. I feel like that's not getting talked about enough. He was a one like he was a like you're talking about. Oh, uh, Chapman's still a top five closer. Well, so is Brad Hand. He's right there. And um, honestly, I if we're just going off potential, I still have the Mets one. Um, I I know Edwin Diaz. He hasn't really lived up to the potential of what they traded for him there. Um, Chris and I are pretty familiar with Euris Familia. Uh, he was with the A's back at the back end of 2018. He was awesome. Seth Lugo was is a solid guy back in that lineup. He's hurt. Um, uh,
2: Lugo's hurt. <clears throat> last night, Yeah,
1: but uh, I, I like the potential. Oh. There's a lot of fire back there. But the thing about bullpens is everybody... Bullpens always disaster for everybody. For most, most of the time, yeah. that's going to be a disaster. But on paper, I think that's probably the best-looking one.
0: Yeah. All right, let's finish it off with additions. So um, I was surprised that uh, most of these teams actually had quite a quite a few additions. Um, uh, obviously, there's some big ones with the Jays and stuff like that. Um, but let's start with, we'll start with the National – and the Mets too. Uh, let's start with the National League though. We'll, we'll save your guys' uh, – uh, division last because I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, uh, I'll I'll start so I have the Marlins at five, which uh, I mean other than uh, like I mean other than, than Duvall and Gio Gonzalez, um, there's not too much on there, and those are pretty underwhelming signings slash like trades. At yeah, um, I have the Phillies fourth um, for let's see what what are theirs again. Uh, Brad Miller, um, I mean Matt Joyce. Uh, Matt, so Julio, I saw that like when when Matt Joyce signed, it was like a big, it was like a big deal. Do what? Can you can you help me understand that a little bit more? Like what what happened to him when he left the A's that that like people are like excited about? I, I thought he. I I feel like
1: him oh I'm getting him mixed up with Sam Foul. Cuz
0: he, he he got a minor league deal but people are like, "Oh, that's a steal. Like he's going to make he's going to be a leader on this team and stuff like that." And I'm no. just like, "What?" Like I didn't even know he was still in the league. I was getting him mixed up with Sam Foul um, to be honest. Maybe. Um Archie Bradley, I mean, I, I don't know. It's they're cool. Um and then uh let me see. Let me pull up the Nationals real quick. I I did a bunch of research, but I didn't write down specific names. Um Cause I know they had a couple interesting ones. Oh, Jeffers was one. Um, did you know that they had TJ McFarlane? I didn't no. know that. Julio. Minor league game? Um, yeah, they picked a TJ. He's yeah. an ace bullpen guy. Uh, we so, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, let's see, obviously. And then obviously Josh Bell. So that was pretty impressive. Um, and then I have the, the Braves too. Um, obviously for the main reason, um, Charlie Morton, um, I found it interesting also that Jason Kipnis was still in the league, so he signed a minor league right. deal with them. Um and then Drew Smiley. Um but obviously the Mets take the cake with one. I mean they, they got Francisco Lindor. Um I think that pretty much wins them the uh the prize right there. Um I agree yeah. I agree All with right. that
3: list. That was I, that's probably the that same thing I would go with. Uh
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'll yeah. jump in.
1: Next, real quick, uh, Nats five. I don't think they really made any. Or Nats, um, Marlins five. Uh, I don't think they really made any anything significant to really push the table. Philly at four. Uh, yeah, they got Archie. They brought back Didi. Um, got Jose Alvarado. I just don't think it's still enough. Um, three. I'm switching it up, Chris. I'm going with Atlanta. While I, I do mm. love you know bringing in Charlie Morton, bringing back Ozuna. There wasn't really a lot you had to do with this team to really make the additions really substantial. And because of that, I put three. But these last two teams, I think they made some pretty substantial stuff. I have Washington at two. I already hyped up the Brad Hand signing. Uh, to me, they're building up this team for one last run with the top three rotation guys. So bringing in John Lester, bringing in Josh Bell. Kyle Schwarber, you said what you want. You're still going to get 20 bombs out of him. And then... Uh, <clears throat> Having Brad Hand to close it out was really solid, and then yeah, Mets. Uh, even though the, it, it could have been more, uh, but shit kind of fell off <coughs> Trevor Bauer, but uh, still a solid team they got put together. Uh, Francisco Lindor, of course, Carlos Carrasco, James McCann, um, uh, Joey uh, Taiwan yeah, Walker, Joey Luchessi in the back of the rotation. Uh, I, I, they to me probably won the offseason, and they could have done more, but that's how I have it
0: they also got a lot of depth with their acquisitions like Kevin Pillar and, and, and Jonathan VR and those guys, like, like they that kind of go like under the radar a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, rich. Uh,
2: I think the Mets with the Lindor trade had the, not only it was franchise saving for them, you know, after all the heartache Mets fans have had to suffer through, um, I, this was a trade they needed to make. And I watched the spring training game with, uh, Ahmed Rosario they, they gave up nothing for Lindor, and they still got Carrasco in the trade. So, you know, as much as I can't stand the hype surrounding this team, this this deal was pivotal for their success going forward. Um, and that, yeah, I like what the Braves did in adding Charlie Morton, uh, another guy in that rotation, and then the. I guess uh, I like the Nationals adding Josh Bell, and I totally forgot about the Brad Hand signing. That you yeah. know that shores up the Same. back end of their bullpen. Um, and then I I think it was big for the Phillies to man if the Phillies lost JT Real Muto, that would have been catastrophic for uh, for their season. I think retaining him was huge because everybody was saying that he wanted more money somewhere else but they were able to strike a deal. And I think DD found a nice little nice home for a couple of years. I liked how they brought him back. Um, and then the Marlins, I don't even know if they did anything this off season. So I'd go with them at number five.
3: Uh, I would go with similar, uh, right, as everybody else. I would say the Mets won the off season. Uh, second, I'd probably go with the, um, nationals for bringing in big names. Three. Then I go Phillies. um, and then four, I would go with uh, the Braves. I mean, I would say the Braves. They kind of just retain their roster, and then the Morton deal. I wouldn't really put that for them over the edge of like the other teams. Um, and retaining, you know, Ozuna and and uh, free or not Freeman. He was a free agent, but you know, keeping keeping the gang together. So I, I don't really see any movement. But like you know, it's not not too big of a deal. And then uh, Marlins not really, but they did sign the first. Um, female general manager in sports so so that was a good that was a good thing for them but yeah that's the
0: that was pretty cool yeah yeah here here's my thing i i don't i don't see like re- retaining real muto and retaining ozuna and like those like the, those those aren't like acquisitions so i didn't put them into consideration and like i also try to consider like what each team needed and like what the Braves <clears throat> could have improved on was rotation, and they fucking nailed it out of the park with, with theirs. That's kind of why I was so blown away by theirs, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah the, Met, the Mets win it. The Mets win it hands down with just that one move, and then they got a shit ton of other ones that deepened their their roster. Um, all right. The American League East. Um, I think we should save the Schlatter Bros. for last on, on for their opinion. What do you say, Julio? <laughs> okay. So, Orioles are last. I have the Yankees at four. I was pretty unimpressed by a lot of the things I did, but they also didn't really need to do anything. That's the whole point. Um, The Rays at three, the Red Sox at two. The Red Sox had a lot of, like Julio said, a lot of low-key, like, under-the-radar signings that could pan out good for them. They probably won't, but they could pan out good. And then the Jays, because of... um, I mean, I like the rotation pieces that they added, but I think the signings of Springer and Simeon just won them that division. Um, all right, Julio.
1: Yeah, pretty similar.
0: Um, I have Baltimore last.
1: Yeah, I can't really say too much about it. Actually, at Tampa Bay in fourth. Um, I'm not super impressed with bringing in um, Michael Waka and, and Chris Archer, but it's like, what else are you going to do when you're, when you're that team? Uh, i agree i did put the yankees third um kluber does have some pretty high upside uh, jameson Talon it's gonna be pretty interesting to have in a competitive team again Uh, but to me i just couldn't put him past these other two teams um boston surprisingly i thought that a really solid offseason they lost jbj and i know you two have your own opinion on him but i think he's still a fantastic defensive outfielder but then you're bringing in Kike hernandez he's hopefully get a full-time role out there with the uh, with Boston Garrett Richards uh, getting a back of the rotation guy who can throw some heat out there for you Adam Modavino if you can have a fuck you season from him that'd be great and then uh, Hunter Renfro uh, I think he'd be really beneficial to hit some bombs out there in Fenway I, I think they're gonna have a pretty co- nice offense um, but that being said I don't I'll get a little bit later there and then just Toronto um, taking Marcus picking up George Springer getting Steven Matz at the back of the bullpen. I forgot to pick up Robbie Ray, Kirby Yates, um, back the rotation. Yeah. If they had a fan. If the Mets won the offseason, I'd say Toronto is probably right there in second.
0: <clears throat> All right, fellas, who wants
1: to
2: go I'll first? Go. I yeah, would
3: pro- go, uh, Okay. You so go ahead, Rob. Fifth. I would do the, um, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, that's what I'm, you know, kind of plain and simple. Uh, number two, Four, I would go with Tampa they lost two of their starters uh, oh interesting I don't see the I really don't see any of the moves that they made as really kind of affecting their roster as much as people would think because um, a lot of interchangeable parts on that team not saying that they're not gonna make them good but I just don't think that they're really game changers for what they already have been doing uh, number three I'm gonna go with Boston uh like you guys said made some solid moves you know they just made a move today LeBron James as the owner see so, yeah, how that pans out for him uh number two I'm going with the Yankees uh and number one I'm going to go with Toronto I mean Toronto made the bigger name move so if you want to go like Chris as you said like rather than not retaining players and just kind of making splash moves it's Toronto we'll see if those moves are able to you know translate into wins for them um but, like, how you're saying about, like, four with the Yan- – like, I think you guys had him four for the Yankees. Um, you know, I think it's really kind of balls to the wall time for Brian Cashin, and he's trying to make these moves pan out in a single season. Like, I don't think these are really long-term moves. Um, and I think just the pitching staff shakeup, not to mention Justin Wilson for the bullpen. I think it was a very underrated uh, move, even though I do see that um, – that that last game giving up a grand slam in spring training wasn't wasn't very good for him um and i i just i really think that those moves were kind of balls to the wall moves and we'll see we'll see how see how they pan out for him all
2: right i am going to so i would go baltimore five tampa bay four losing snell was big i don't like it uh Three, boss. I, I did like the Kike Hernandez signing. I think he's a guy who brings energy, and it's kind of funny. Like he wasn't—he was a bench player in in with the Dodgers, and now I think with it, he'll get a starting opportunity. I think we don't know what he's there.
0: like as an everyday player. That's what really intrigues me about that. Yeah, moment.
2: I think he could be a guy who you know, obviously not a game changer like Mookie Betts, but he's someone who could put the franchise in the right direction. Um, and then I would go with the Yankees, number two. Robbie and I talk about it all the time. I used to rag on him when he was on the Mets. But, man, I, I think the Yankees would be foolish to not sign. Like, I liked Kluber. The Kluber signing was great. I, I think they should take a shot on Jay Bruce. I would love Jay Bruce in Yankee Stadium with that short right field porch he doesn't have to play every day, you know, and I think if Stanton and uh, Judge get hurt, you know, they did retain Gardner, but I think Jay Bruce is another guy. And also Derek Dietrich. I, you know, he's not the best player, but again, that short right field porch, it's something I like. But Toronto stole, like, they they had the best offseason. In, in regards to picking up players, like, I believe the Mets had overall like I said the best offseason because this saved the franchise and the trajectory of where it could go it could do the same for Toronto of course but I think from picking up players to you know getting Springer bringing in Kirby Yates Marcus Simeon like they they're competitive with the Yankees I, I I am very scared of Toronto and what they can do and those guys clearly make them better
0: <clears throat> but but it's about also how those moves can impact the team this coming year. So you think that the Yankees moves are going to impact the Yankees, the offseason acquisitions, more than the Red Sox acquisition acquisitions? Yeah, because oh.
3: I, I, I do. I think, I, I think that it, to finally get Yankee fans and uh, other fans are out there stop bitching about their starting, pit, uh, starting pitching being lackluster and finally having some players. But now it's all depending on how they all – do but if I'm doing it off preseason rankings yeah I do think if if they if they even give you close to like 10 wins each and they they perform and you know double digit wins from those guys and I I really do think that it, I mean
2: I think they have the potential to be a top rotation in baseball if everything yeah, can be. I, I agree no, no agreed agree. agreed it's just there's
1: a lot of ifs there's a, lot of, yeah, there's a lot of what ifs and that's it, honestly, if that's your biggest run what if, then I think you're in fucking great shape. Because you know you you know what you're going to get yeah. at Garrett Cole. It's just the, ba- the rest of those guys. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be able to provide yeah. that run support they have the last few years, then hell yeah. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Time for the big one. Uh, we've kept you on too long. Everybody go ahead and add up your scores from everything. And then you're going to have your uh, non-subjective division winner. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lead it off. I've had this going from before the show. Uh, I'll start off with the NLE. So I'm going to read off my results. Um, I have Miami in fifth Philly in four. Uh, and this is pretty interesting because this is all within two points of each other with 15 points. Total. I had Washington, 16 points. Total had Atlanta. And then at 17 points, it was the Mets. So the Mets are my non-subjective division winner. Um, also we didn't, get a chance to bring this up yet also who would be your dark horse for that said division so for me honestly the Nats. i think the Nats are they look ready to go i think they're gonna this is their last big run with that rotation they've really put the right pieces in place mm-hmm. i wouldn't be shocked if they try to make another move at the trade deadline or something i think they would be my dark horse to win the division um but fuck honestly i i feel like i kind of drink a little bit of that that mets kool-aid just the hype with that Lador trade and kind of seeing on paper how good that lineup could be. Um, they look like my, they're my division winner, but it's not significant enough where I could say, like, put my foot down, they're going to do it. It's I could see either one of those top three
0: teams win it. Chris,
1: yeah. how about you? want to leave our
0: East Coast. So, extremely similar. Um, actually, the exact same rankings, uh, Marlins, Phillies, Nats, Braves, Mets, for all the same reasons, and it was very close as well. Um, I definitely drank the Mets Kool-Aid 1000%. Um, and it's, it's hard not to, um, but we've seen these types of off seasons from teams before and they don't quite pan out. I mean, the Marlins back in, what was it, 2012 or whatever, uh, are, are a big, um, example of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. A dark horse, I mean, definitely the Nats. I, I think it's hard not to pick the Nats for a dark horse because they're definitely not the favorite. The Braves are the favorite. Um, and the Mets are the big hype team of the season. Um, if you were to pick the Phillies and the Marlins, I feel like that would just be kind of stupid. But, I mean, who knows? You know, the Marlins were that team last year. So, um, yeah, the, the Dark is the Nats for me. Uh, do, do you guys have it added yeah. up? I have
3: uh, Marlins, All right, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> Phillies, Mets, Nats, Braves for my and at least uh Kind of just what I – So, Robbie
0: was thinking logically. Good yeah, job. Yeah, kind <laughs> what I think.
3: Yeah, no, why, why did you guys think I was going to put the Mets last or something?
0: No, I had a feeling you were going to put – no, no, no. I'm just saying because me and Julio drank the Kool-Aid and we weren't thinking logically and we put the Mets oh, number okay. one. I will say before
1: yeah. we started adding additions to it, I actually had the Braves on top. Yeah. But then just the Mets really okay. knocked it out and the Braves didn't yeah. really – and do you, do you agree with that? I mean, assuming you agree with that, those numbers you put up there.
3: My own numbers or yeah. your guys' numbers? No, yeah. your, your own number. yeah, no, no, your numbers. Yeah, that's what I had for uh... – for what I think is going to happen. I mean, maybe the Phillies can move up farther, but.
2: Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Dark horse?
3: Uh, probably the Phillies. Probably the Phillies.
2: Oh. oh. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Not. So I messed up. I forgot to add the numbers. I'm an idiot. Such an idiot. So. I messed up. I dropped oh, the ball. Oh, um. This guy
1: stinks! <laughs> <laughs>
2: The shoe fits, I guess. But um, I think judging by where I ha- what I have now with the numbers, it looks like I have the Braves no- Braves winning the division and then Yankees winning the division. Oh, no, 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 no we're not
1: getting there. Uh, we're
2: not getting there. It's just NL East. Oh, NL East? Based off the numbers, I would say Braves. That's what I got right now with the numbers. And
1: how's your uh, – if you had to pick a dark horse?
2: Just for the team? Phillies interesting I, th- I think if the phillies lineup if their pitching can be consistent that's the thing if they can hold if they can hold leads and their lineup if their lineup can put together the talent you know that pop bro that pop. they they can surprise some people
0: all right
1: so let's um, give all uh, right a, yeah go yeah, ahead, say do rich that. go ahead and add up your ale's trajections that way, even though I, we know what it's gonna be, but I just like to hear everything else there. Yeah. Um,
2: so. Oh no no no! no. Have... I'll say add your
1: add them up while we go.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah go
3: for
1: Wait. it. Grandpa
2: Rich, what? I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what? All right. Uh, it's been a long day, uh, man.
1: At, and last, I have Baltimore. Um, fourth have, is Boston. Now for second and third, it was a tie. It was Tampa Bay and Toronto, but I'm using my tiebreaker, which is management. I know you guys shit on Kevin Cash, but that guy still knows how to manage a ball game. A uh, ball team, at, uh, they know how to manage team at the end of the day. So I'm going to give the advantage to Tampa there. And uh, first, it's Yankees. It's, it was significant too. It was four point four runs or four points ahead. Uh, my dark horse, though, honestly, uh, I, I could see Boston contending. I could really see them having a nice bounce back here. Whoa. Um, How about new? Yeah. yeah, no, dude. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But having, you know, Brian and Kike, having potentially being his everyday second baseman, having Devers and uh, Bogarts on the left side of the infield. And then, uh, uh, oh, my God, who am I spacing on there? Rookie Bobby Dalbeck, right? Was that the rookie face- first baseman last year?
0: Off top of my head. I'm on top of my head. I have no idea. Somebody help me. I have no <laughs> um, idea. I don't follow the Red Sox. Yeah, they
1: had a solid – yeah, I think it was Bobby Dalbeck. Uh, or am I thinking of the dude on the Phillies? Anyways, um, I, I yeah, I, I still think they're going to hit the ball well. I still think – I don't know what their rotation is going to be like. But, uh, I, yeah, Bobby Dalbeck. Thank you, assholes. Uh, <laughs> but the odds are it's a three-team race, and the Yankees are going to finish up top.
0: Uh, all right, so I have I have the Orioles last, the Red Sox in fourth, um, and then I have the Jays with 14 points, um, only two points less, and I have a tie for first. I have 16 points from both the Rays and the Yankees. Um, I don't know if I want to pick a manager for either of these because I'm not crazy about – I don't know. I just – All right, I'll pick the Rays. I'll pick the Rays. Um, or the Jays? I, I just uh, – uh, no, the Jays are in oh, third it, for it, me. Okay. Holding, you that, 14. holding you to it, Um, Chris. um And then, I, look, I know he should have kept Snell in longer, but, you know, we can't let one mistake ruin our entire career like it did uh, What's-His-Face from the Red Sox uh, for leaving uh, Pedro Martinez in too long. Um, Grady, and then little. My dark, yeah, Grady Little? Yeah, crazy Little. Yeah. And then my dark horse will be the Jays. I think for the obvious reasons, they made a lot of splashes in the off season. They already have a really good young core. Um, we'll see if they can contend in that division without eight teams in the playoffs. I don't. I don't see it happening. Um, going back to the old playoff format, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, I don't know. We'll see.
3: All right, Robbie uh, came out to be what I expected. Uh, it's going to go Baltimore, Boston. Although it was pretty close with Boston, Boston, and then Toronto. Uh, Tampa and then the Yankees. That's
2: what I got. All right, Rich. Did you, yeah. did you dear man. I did. I added them up. Yankees with 18. That's what I got. Wow. All
0: right. That's actually a pretty I
2: have, good score. I have the Yankees with 18 and then <clears throat> the Jays coming in second. Rays. Wow. Uh, Rays and, uh, white Red Sox and O's. I don't really have a dark horse. I think. I think the cream of the crop is going to be the Jays and the Yankees. I don't see anybody beating those two. But if I had to, you know, I guess if I'm not doing a dark horse, if I had to lean towards a particular team, I would take the Yankees. Really unbiased opinion on that one. Eh, You know, unbiased journalist over here. That's not a dark horse, though. That's the whole thing. I know. I'm just saying, like, because I don't see, like, The Red Sox made really good acquisitions. I'm with Julio on that one. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Ray, you know, the Rays still got, I don't think they're a dark horse. I still think they're a contending team. You know, people know who they are. Yeah. And then the Orioles are just the Orioles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we shall see. Um, all right, fellas. Thank you for
0: joining us today. That was a longer preview than we expected, but hey, we we got it done, and you got some. Uh, our fans got some real analysis on that. Don't forget. One. Um, any last, uh, any last words? Or uh, w- yeah, we'll, we'll plug yeah, your stuff. But any last, uh, any comments? You got
1: anything, or anything coming up? You got any illustrious oh. guests? That's all you guys get.
3: Uh, no, no illustrious guests so far, but uh, we'll, we'll have some stuff in the works in the next months, and we'll try and get some uh, some other. Maybe, maybe we've been le- reaching out to other baseball influencers, but, you know, too many people, too many people are just like, eh, Yankees. I got to stay away. So we'll see what happens. But follow us at 4Savages, uh, me and my buddy Tyler, uh, do the pod, and and you'll uh, keep a lookout for anything that we got and going on. on. In- and also follow and you on guys. And on
1: Instagram as well. Instagram just launched the last couple weeks. Yes,
3: we just got on. Yeah, we just got back on uh, the IG. Uh, so trying to grow those, trying to grow I those up. I look
1: forward to you on uh, running a 4 train Savages uh, TikTok in a few weeks. Doing some doing some
3: Yankee. Yeah, we, us. I think we 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 got we got some stuffs in the work with some with some people. So so there we'll see go. what happens.
0: I was dishing that up for them, Julio, which you ruined, obviously, for Robbie to jump in and be like, "Go UConn" because they got a big game coming up on on. They play Friday or Saturday?
3: Saturday, baby. Saturday, Saturday. twelve o'clock. Let's go. No no Terps in this. No Terps. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Uh, what about you, Rich? Dude, just working, man. Got uh what do we got going on? Doing some hockey at uh, NBC. Maybe. I, dude, I, I feel so excluded. I I, I got to get on the podcast bandwagon you, over here. You gotta, go do. got to make a pod. I, I think I'm going to have to. <clears throat> I mean, I don't even have a microphone. Like, what what does that say about me? Come on. Now. Time to invest. <laughs> Come on.
0: <now. laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And uh, we will be back next week um, previewing the Central Division. So, Julio, what do we always say?
1: Put the hat on for this one.
0: Let's go, Oakland.
3: Let's go, Yankees.
1: (laughs) No, no, we're not ending on that. Let's go, (laughs) Oakland.
0: The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly, social media management, and marketing is run by once again my partner Julio Reynoso and a special thanks and shout out to my brother Larry Madrigal for composing and producing our theme song as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork thank you so much for listening everybody please tune in next week please subscribe and last but not least as we always say let's go Oakland